So with fall camp ready to open in about a week, uh, Pac-12 released their preseason all-conference teams, and USC was well-represented. We'll talk about who made the cut, and did anybody miss the list? As if we needed another reminder that Pac-12 Media Day is this Friday, one Pac-12 athletic director believes someone is lying. Was George Klyovkov and the Pac-12 lied to? And in our third and final segment of the show today, three questions I'd like to ask at Pac-12 Media Day, but probably shouldn't. That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Fight on, everyone. Uh, I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thanks for making the Locked On USC your first listen every day, whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast downloaded. We're free, and we appreciate your support. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, and feel free to leave any comments. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback you can offer, because uh, without you, I'm not here. And a real quick update before we really dive into the show here. Uh, Starting August 1st, we're going to be moving to five days a week as opposed to the three-day forecast we're working with right now. You got Pac-12 coming up, Pac-12 Media Day on Friday, and basically next week at some point, I'll have an official start date for USC's fall camp. We're going five days a week, and uh, we want you to be along with, come along for the ride. We appreciate it. All right, so at the top of the show there, I mentioned the uh, Pac-12 released their all-conference teams. And I'm going to go ahead and read off the list here uh, of the Trojans who made the list. They were well-represented. They had 10 players uh, who actually made the three different levels of the all-Pac-12 team. Their first team, second team, and honorable mention. So on first team offense, you've got Caleb Williams, at quarterback. You have Jordan Addison and Mario Williams at wide receiver. There's three transfers. And Andrew Voorhees and on, on, along the offensive line. So you've got four on the first team. Uh, USC leads the, pack, leads the conference with uh, four representations there. Interesting enough, though, three of them are transfers. Uh, moving to first-team defense for USC, you've got Tui Tuiapolotu. Uh, that's it on first-team defense. And then if you want to drop down to honorable mention, uh, let's see here. What do we got? Running back. Well, you got nobody at quarterback, nobody at running back. Wide receiver, honorable mention. Gary Bryant Jr. You're going to hear that name one more time here in a moment. Offensive line. No. Linebacker, excuse me, defensive line. You've got Nick Figueroa and Solomon Bird, interesting enough, from the transfer from Wyoming. At linebacker, you have no Trojan representation. Defensive back, scanning through Xavier Alford from USC. And all purpose special teams, no, but you do have a return specialist here. Brendan Rice from USC. 
Now, let's go up to second team offense. Uh, you've got Travis Dye at running back. Uh, Brett Nylon at offensive line center. Um, that might, you know, that might have raised an eyebrow or two for USC fans who constantly like to throw a little shade at Brett. But uh, he obviously has the uh, he, the respect and admiration from uh, from the football writers who voted on this. Second team defense. USC is represented with Mackay Blackman playing defensive back cornerback. Second team specialist. I know I mentioned Gary Bryant Jr.'s name, an honorable mention at wide receiver, but he's getting second team um, respect as a return specialist. And then, let's see here. So that pretty much covers USC's representation uh, on the Pac-12 preseason all-conference team. Now, um, as I mentioned, USC has four first team on offense. Three of them are transfers. I find that interesting. Um, one. So let's go. Let's go over the players who who are on the list, and then I'm going to come back to something here. Because I'm sure some of you are saying, hey, there's a, there's a name that's missing. And it was one of the first things that jumped out at me as well. So that's why I, I think my brain is stuck on it here for a moment. Um, Caleb Williams, first team quarterback, second team quarterback, Cameron Rising from Utah. You know, the guy led led the Utes to an incredible season in 2021. <clears throat> Came up short in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. But interestingly enough is he is second team, Caleb Williams, who... You know, started about, I'd say, a third of the way in to his campaign at Oklahoma, taking over for Spencer Rattler. He's first team, so he's getting a lot of hype. Um, your honorable mention quarterback was, there's two of them, Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Tanner McKee from Stanford. So I'm just wondering how DTR feels about that um, with, you know, Cameron being second team and him being an honorable mention, Caleb getting first team. DTR is what a fifth year senior now. I'm not even keeping track. He's a Bruin, but with the COVID year and everything, I know he is definitely a senior. This will be his fifth year at least at UCLA. Um, so kind of interesting there. Uh, Andrew Voorhees being first team offensive line makes complete sense. Jordan Addison, obviously, Blitnikoff winner makes sense. Mario Williams, though, uh, as a first-team uh, wide receiver, you know, Gary Bryant Jr.'s honorable mention, um, I don't know. I'm just wondering if, you know, what goes into choosing and, and where these guys are being slotted. No knock on Mario. I think he's going to be tremendous and, and be a valuable asset uh, on offense this year, but... Again, just, these are just the little things that kind of catch my eye. Um, second team, Brett Nylon, playing center, <clears throat> deservedly so. Um, I think he's going to have a, a fantastic senior season. I think the entire USC offensive line is going to be great. They showed signs last year uh, with marked improvement. And now knowing that they're, the run game is part of the offensive scheme, I think they're just going to take it to another level. So. Yeah, I think that's coming. Um, four guys on first team, 10 guys overall. 
Now I want to go back to a name you did not hear. <clears throat> Caleb Bullock. So how does Caleb Bullock, who as a freshman, let me go over his resume here. <clears throat> he was a freshman All-American playing safety at USC last year. The 2021 Football Writers Freshman All-American, the Pro Football Focus True Freshman All-American First Team, and internally he won USC's 2021 Co-Defensive Perimeter Player of the Year Award. So how do you have those kind of accolades and you're not even worthy of honorable mention? Um, let's, let's look at the uh, DBs <laughs> that were selected. Um, because I'm just trying to figure out where he didn't doesn't cut the mustard, so to speak. So first team defense, you've got Clark Phillips from Utah. Okay, he plays cornerback. I can deal with that. Uh, Caillou Blue Kelly, Stanford, solid solid cornerback. I think he uh, measures well. Um, he's long. I, many people thought he might have gone to the NFL after last year. He came back. Uh, but then you got Cole Bishop from Utah and Daniel Scott from California. Okay. Second team, uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Jaden, uh, is it Jaden or Jadon Grant from Oregon State? Rajon Wright from Oregon State. And Mikai Blackman from USC. Again, um, no knock to any of these guys. Uh, they've, they're really good players. I'm just wondering, when you slide down now to honorable mention, um, defensive back, USC has Xavier Alford. He didn't even start last year. He was a heck of a player. I mean, he played, saw significant time, but um, really? Okay. Ahead of a freshman All-American who started? And I, I need to correct myself going back. Uh, USC did have representation on the at the linebacker spot for honorable mention. Corey Foreman. I don't know what to say there. Corey was didn't he'll be the first one that he did not have a very good freshman campaign. In fact, he barely saw the field. He did come on towards the end of the year. He started to show why he was considered the number one defensive player. Uh, coming out of high school. Maybe that's where uh, he's getting some of this preseason hype. Uh, but again, how do you give that to him, but you don't put in your freshman All-American? I don't know. It's just, to me, that's it's kind of odd. And it caught Kalen Bullock's attention as well. Uh, he sent out a not-so-cryptic tweet, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this quote. I feel disrespected all over again, but that's cool. Watch this. So you can bet that Kalen is going to, uh, he's going to come back with a vengeance in 2022 to make sure that uh, the people who did not choose him for one of the three uh, selections regrets that. And another place you can go is betonline.net because they are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, Go Dodgers, NFL, NBA, NHL, Go Kings Go, Combat Sports, Esports, 
even golf, BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. Uh, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so uh, in this segment, um, <laughs> Pac-12 Media Day. It's coming up Friday. And things are already off to uh, to a good start. At least from the from a media point of view, you look for you know the hot button things that you're you're going to focus on. Well, uh, George, excuse me, John Canzano, uh, who has the bald faced truth, he used to write for the Oregonian. He has his own independent blog now. Uh, check it out, guy. Brings some amazing information to the uh, on a daily basis for Pac-12 fans. Um, well, he spoke to a current Pac-12 athletic director who, uh, let me find this because, uh, I, you know, George is going to be taking the stage first at Pac-12 Media Day Friday, starting at 8 a.m. And obviously the, the main topic of the day is going to be uh, USC and UCLA heading over to the big conference, the Big Ten Conference, leaving the Pac-12 in their wake. And, you know, someone was asked, uh, it was posed as, you know, if he's because he's going to be the commissioner of record when the Big Ten took USC and UCLA away, UCLA away um, you know, how's he supposed to react and one Pac-12 athletic director said, you know, what's he supposed to do when USC lied to his face? Well, um, I'll tell you what. I don't think USC lied to George's face. I, I know he wasn't lied to. Um, yes, he is the man in charge right now. And he's going to have to wear that yoke so to speak, when history writes the final saga of this whole thing. Um, you know, I feel bad for him. You know, he walked into a terrible situation. But when he arrived, you know, he made sure that he did this, he had this meet and greet tour that he did. And he went around to each and every single program. And he talked uh, to the athletic directors, the power, uh, you know, the power structures at each school, as well as the media um, in each each locale. Uh, he did it at USC. I, I was there when he did the meet and greet with the media. And, um, you know, so when he wasn't with the media, he's obviously meeting behind closed doors with Pac-12 athletic directors, you know, I'm assuming school presidents, power brokers. Um, I guarantee you... <laughs> USC made their needs and their wants and their view and their their vision of the future well known. And I'm sure they even hinted that, hey, if we can, we're going to explore every avenue out there. Mike Bonus said that publicly. Nothing's off the table. You know, they're going to explore every avenue that's in USC's best interest. 
USC's best interest is making as much money as possible and going over to the Big Ten. And that's what they're doing. And UCLA, they know that too. They're taking their their business, they're taking their ball, their basketball, and they're heading over to the Big Ten. George has a mess to clean up on aisle three. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it's, I want to know which Pac-12 athletic director popped off with that. Uh, because, uh, and I'm going to have this in my yay or nay, that'll be published uh, on Thursday at wersc.com. Make sure when you're not listening here, uh, because I can't cover everything. I can't cover all the USC news in 30 minutes. It's, it's impossible. There's just too much. However, um, we've got you covered over at wersc.com. Meanwhile, um, when I read that quote from John Cazano from a Pac-12 athletic director, my mind immediately went to the movie Animal House and that nerdy dude who popped off after John Belushi's character, Bluto, uh, gave his call to arms speech. You know, was it was it over when the <laughs> when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? You know, I would love for this for this anonymous athletic director to be the Oregon athletic director. Um, don't ask me why. Well, you can ask me why, but uh, I don't know if that's the type of tension that's going to be at Pac-12 Media Day on Friday. I can't wait. I'll be there bright and early. Um, I think registration starts at 6.30. I like to get breakfast, so I'll get my coffee, get my place all set up. I'll be ready to go uh, because I have a feeling uh, there's going to be some interesting questions that are going to be asked. Speaking of interesting questions, um, I like to be provocative in my own way. I've always been known as a provocateur, but when it comes to doing my job uh, and respecting the people I work with, um, I'm going to pick and choose the places where I I like to kind of poke the bear, poke the monkey. What how? When I go to the zoo, I like to make fun of the animals. Um, at Pac-12 Media Day, these are some questions that I that I would I'd like to ask, but I probably shouldn't because I know it would put these people in an awkward situation. So, uh, for Oregon, now, what does it uh, feel like to believe that you were one of the top programs in the country, only to find out that you're still on standby, waiting for other schools? Um, before you're considered for expansion. No. I would love to ask that to the Oregon Athletic Director. God, if Phil Knight was there, I definitely would ask this question to him just to see his bug eyes get even buggier. And uh, (laughs) the other, I guess that would be a two-part question too. I would ask this to Phil. Uh, would you be willing to foot the bill for Oregon to join the Big Ten or the SEC if they asked you if they asked Oregon to take a smaller share of the revenue in exchange for joining those conferences? You know, in other words, would would Uncle Phil subsidize Oregon and you know give them an extra? Let's say that the Big Ten said, "Hey, yeah, you know what? You can come along for the ride, but 
you're going to make $15 million less than USC and UCLA. Would Phil Knight be willing, would he be willing to write that check to Oregon every year to make up the difference? I have a feeling the answer is yes. So you would probably have to make that number bigger. I don't know. Um, I'd like to ask a question to George Klyovkov. What will the optics be like if USC wins the Pac-12 Conference Championship and makes the playoffs before they leave for the Big 12? Excuse me, the Big 10, the Big 16, 20, whatever they're going to call it, uh, before they're gone? I mean, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine George having to hand the Pac-12 trophy over to Mike Bone and Lincoln Riley and the USC team standing on the stage as they get ready to head off to the playoffs. I mean, that's not... The perception is, wow, look at this. This, these are, this is the face of our conference. You know, granted, they've, they've, they've had a mask on for a while, metaphorically speaking. Um, and now USC is back. They've got that face of a coach that, you know, one of the top five coaches in the country. They're winning again. They're recruiting at a high level again. And now all of a sudden, they're heading over to the Big Ten. That's got to be a really awkward, uncomfortable feeling for Mike Bone. I can't imagine he's looking forward to that. Uh, you know, if Merton Hanks is available, I'm going to ask him, what in the heck are you doing with your officiating? You know, are, do you go to do you go to sleep at night embarrassed? Because I, I have to imagine he's seen the feedback from from the, each of the schools privately, as well as you know any type of fan interaction. It's not good. And then I guess uh, you know for rivalry's sake, um, I want to. I'd ask UCLA's Dorian Thompson Robinson. Now, do you feel disrespected, you know, after the way you performed last season, only making the honorable mention at quarterback? You know, um, look, um, people know I will find any way I can, any place possible where I can make fun and, and take a dig at UCLA. Well, I, it's hard to to hold that right now, hold that card in my hand when they drop 62 points. <laughs> on USC last year, and DTR looked really good doing it, um, hurtling defenders as he, you know, gallops into the end zone. Uh, it was just a, it was an ugly performance by USC, and you know he had a really strong performance. So, you know, meanwhile, <clears throat> pardon me, you've got Caleb Williams, first team quarterback. You know, again, he he. He became Oklahoma starter, I would say, after what, the third game, fourth game of their season in 2021. Cameron Rising is the second team. Obviously, he he should probably be first team considering he led Utah to the Pac-12 championship last year into the Rose Bowl, although, you know, they did come up short against Ohio State. But, you know, I don't know. You, you think he earned that. Uh, he looked pretty good as a position um, you know, so if I was voting, I would have had Cameron Rising first team. It hurts to say it. I would have DTR as your second team quarterback. And then you give Caleb your honorable mention. 
yeah, he's getting all the preseason national hype, you know, Heisman hopeful, Davey O'Brien. So I get it. You know, this this is all politics. It's kind of how the recruiting, you know, rankings go as well. It's part of the game. It's how you play it. So, look, uh, we'll have more coming up um, on our next show uh, on Friday. You're going to be watching this on Thursday, hopefully. First look, first watch, first listen. And on Friday, I plan to have a special guest, so make sure you tune in. So until then, fight on, everybody.